<laughs> Welcome to Burning What's up, you guys? You are in hell. I am so excited for this episode. But firstly, I just want to say thank you to all my little devils who have been rating and reviewing. This is what keeps the podcast going. Screenshot if you enjoy this podcast. Tag me. Tag my guest. You guys know the drill. Why am I even telling you this? But it's time to now introduce my guest, Kelly Kaloran Ben Simone. I mean, how do I even give you an intro? I wrote, I'm with this iconic Bravo celebrity, mother, writer, entrepreneur. I met her because we have the same manager, Lizzie Grubman, who's a badass. But I also want to announce that she is the newest member of Summer House next season. Just kidding. <laughs> but maybe not. <laughs> Kelly, welcome to hell. Yeah, they're going to be like, I, Kelly, how do we navigate the Hamptons? Honestly, you would kick our asses on Summer House. Oh, my I God. Think. I'd be like, everybody, clean your nails. <laughs> Hannah, stop peeing in the hot tub. That's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Okay. Everyone get the Lysol out. <laughs> so you've had a ton of books. You also were the editor at large, which intimidates me, at Hamptons Magazine. Mm-hmm. I did, I did, Gotham. And Gotham. And you also had um, The Socializer at Page Six. Did, yes. So I want some advice. <laughs> I love that you know that. Oh, girl, I did my fucking research on the subway coming girl, through. on the subway. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I did so much research on the subway. I have a 45-minute subway oh, okay, trip, okay, so good, I'm like, good, good. I get in. I get kidding. in deep. I'm like, no, I'm joking. I know your social security number. We're there. <laughs> Why would you call yourself The Socializer? I wanted to do a column that kind of like wrapped a bow on everything that I was doing the night before, the weekend before. So it was everything from what I wore, who I hung out with, what they were talking about and where I was. So it was like, you know, kind of giving like a sense of what New York is about. Because everyone's like, oh, New York City, you know, sex in the city. But, you know, it's really about those kind of things. And it was really fun. It was really fun. See, as someone, I have I got into a lot of trouble, though, too. I'm not going to lie. What kind of trouble? Well, because I wrote this about something about Ashton Kutcher, and he got mad at me. <laughs> I was like, dude, I was like, when Take you Take a have, prank, Ashton Kutcher. I was like, when you have someone impressed that's near you, wherever you are, you have to be like, please don't say anything, because otherwise you can't. Well, we know from reality television, anything you say, Kenan will be used against you <laughs> forever. <laughs> so sorry, Ashton. I didn't mean to, you know. Ashton, you're doing just fine. Calm yeah. down. And he and it was like a celebration of him, too. Yeah. It was like talking about like how smart he is. And I think he was just mad that I was like talking about him on his vacation. To, so anyway. Well, I think so, as someone, I don't, I wouldn't say I have social anxiety, but like I get my energy from being alone. Do you? She's looking at me like, what really? kind of human are you? Like, I'm loud, but like after this, I'm going to love laying down with my cat and being alone. <laughs> How do you find the energy to socialize? And like, go, like events to me are like annoying. Like I have to like put on makeup. Yeah, go out and like see people I don't really like and be like, oh my god, how how was how are the kids? Like I don't give a shit about your kids, you know. <laughs> I mean, I give a shit about your kid, yeah, specifically. Kid. I don't know your other kid, kid. yet, so I only care about kid, one yeah. so far. Right. Do you have advice for like surviving in? the social climate of people who are like, I need to be more social. How yeah. do you become more social yeah, and not that's be a, really, a loser? That's a really good question. Um, how do you become more social and not a loser? And how do you become more social and not try to look like you're trying to be relevant or social climbing? I think that's like yeah. more, like a serious like angle on it. Um, 
you know, the reason that I became so, I mean, I'm a very social person. Like, you know, I love people. You know, people are like, I'm a people person. Like, I do. I love people. I love asking questions. I love learning about people. I love hearing, you know, what what they're up to, their drama, their boyfriend stuff. I love all that. <laughs> um, and I'm just, a, I'm just a genuinely curious person. So that helps. Um, I think that means you're smart. No. I noticed, but I just noticed people who ask a lot of questions tend to be fucking smart. But I also, like, I'm a good listener. So a lot of people that say they're good listeners just spend a lot of time talking. Um, but I, you know, my ex-husband was so much older than me. Mm-hmm. And so he would take me to these parties and he doesn't really like to talk to people. And so, you know, I, I got married when I was, you know, 26 years old. And mm-hmm. so I met him when I was really young, like young, even younger than you. And so I was like, hey, I'm the youngest person at the party. Who are you? What's happening? How's it going? And so they you were weren't like, intimidated by the like older status of people? Well, I had no, I didn't know who they were. They were just people to me. Like, mm-hmm. you know, my dad's a lawyer. I'm like, my dad's super educated. Who are you? Like, <laughs> I, you know, I wasn't intimidated by people because I was raised by, you know, great parents. Yeah. And all my parents' friends were, you know, really successful and just engaging. And I'm from the Midwest and people are just genuinely Guys nice. Are, like creepily nice i know like it's weird like you say good morning and stuff it's I know, strange it's, i know it's, but yeah. it gets you far but i i once my therapist told me she was like instead of trying to prove that you're like the funniest coolest person in the room yeah see what happens if you give people space for them to be themselves right and see how that makes them feel around you yeah it was really interesting when um i was on housewives i you know i could tell that one of my castmates was you know get, you know boiling over and so my you know my instinct is to be like compliment them to like calm them down. Your tears look amazing right now. <laughs> tears, tears, tears. So I was like, "Oh my god, I like your dress!" And she literally like blew up and it was like, "I like." What do you mean she likes my dress? She's so disingenuous. Actually, it was the opposite. I would realize that she was like having a moment, so mm-hmm. I just cut it and complimented her so that she would start. She would feel good, and she got so put off guard because I was complimentary. And I think that that's something too about New Yorkers that they're, they're always like, I'm working so hard. I'm type A. I'm the best of the best. I'm swimming with the sharks. I don't want to be a minnow. <laughs> and so that they forget that they're like, it's okay for someone to be like, hey, I really like that. I really like those shoes. Also or being nice share. gets you so far. I'm also an editor of ma- my life. I mean, I've been for the lexicon of my life, an editor, and my job is to share information. My job is not to keep information. You're right. So I'm like, oh, I really like that. And or like if you say, oh, my God, I really like that. I'm like, oh, my God, I got a Zara $25. Like, mm-hmm. that's my job. That's mm-hmm. how I think. And you can't give information unless you're getting information from people. Right, right. Very interesting topics, but you. So I feel like I feel like when you go, like, not that I'm your Hannah therapist, but yeah, no, I feel I like, like this. when you do go into situations, especially now that you're on TV and everything, if you do just go into situations knowing, like, you know, you're the big HB, and you can be like, "Hey, head, head bitch in charge." That's what she means. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. No, you just be like, hey. Hamptons bitch. <laughs> Hamptons bitch. <laughs> Hamptonsbitch.com. <laughs> um, no, if you're just like, you know, if you can just know in who who you are and just be like, "Hey, how was your day?" Just ask people questions. Mm-hmm. It just is like a major diffuser, and all of it. And they're kind of waiting for you too to be like, "I'm doing this. I'm doing that." I mean, they're waiting for you to tell them. Let them that- wonder. But also just ask them, like, you know, keep people on their back foot. I always think, too, when you're doing really well, it's more attractive for people to find out you're doing well through other people than through you. Oh, please. And being a reality star, reality stars, their, oh. like, mantra is tell ep- everyone everything. Yes. It's like, you have to tell don't. how you're feeling every moment. <laughs> what's the update? What's going on? Right. 
But rewinding to you were a model, how were you discovered? I love these stories. So I started modeling when I was 15. I'm from Rockford, Illinois. Mm -hmm. Um, And I literally was in this, I saw this this contest in Teen Magazine. I had my twin brother take these photos of me. And we sent them to Teen Magazine. And they were like, "Um, who are you? Where do you come from? And Were you tall? Yeah, I was the same. I'm I'm exactly the same. Oh, my God. You must have been gangly. It's like ridiculous. I'm like, this is so weird. I was the same. Um, except for now I'm 51. So anyway, um, so I um, was – my brother took these photos of me in our backyard, took the pictures, and people were like, what is going on with this girl? And I entered this other contest uh, called Elite Model Look of the Year. And mm-hmm. So they had me come to uh, Chicago, and Cindy Crawford and I were in the same – thing except for she was like super sophisticated and sexy Mm -hmm. and I was like I had cut one side of my hair at this point because I was trying to be cool and I wore like (laughs) fluorescent pink sweater dress and was like dancing like I was like Madonna and they were like who's they're like who is this girl and I'm like you know like you know swimmer hanging out have love love boys love fun did you what made you think they were you like, could be a what? model? Like, did you think that you had the face for modeling or the body for modeling? I mean, one of my dad's friends um, worked at Lee Burnett and was like, she should definitely be a model. Like, she. But the only thing you have to remember, too, that when I was a model back in the Ice Age, you know, brunettes <laughs> were, like, you and I were called, oh. considered ethnic. So they were like, she's super cute, but she's a little ethnic. So, like, I grew up people thinking, like, not growing up, but people would always be like, if you weren't blonde hair and blue eyes. Because you weren't twiggy. And I was curvy. They were like, yeah, she's ethnic. And so when I came to New York, people were like, oh, she's got dark hair just like us. So yeah. I, I was like, oh, my God, I'm just like them. New York is the land of the brunettes yeah, without like, too much makeup. I was like, Thank God, my people. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so you met your husband because he was a photographer. Yeah. So yeah. was that hot? Like this like established guy who was in the industry and you were like coming up? No. <laughs> So how do you, how did he get you? Well, I met him first uh, when I first came to New York at 18 uh-huh. and my hair was super short and um, I was supposed to do this story. Why'd you go short? Out. I don't know. They just were, they're always like, they do whatever when you they have want. beautiful hair. The first thing that they always do, like, oh my God, let's cut your hair. It's like, okay. Like, like let's see what you can bring without it. People pay for this kind of hair. People yeah. pay for our hair. Yeah. I'm my like, hair is like, it covers up all my insecurities and I live through my hair. If someone cuts my hair an inch, I like can't go outside for a week. Oh, That's I, my insecurity. True story. Like, I like love my hair and it protects me from yeah. evil. Yeah, exactly. And I can twirl it and I can like <laughs> talk to it and like it can like <laughs> flutter around. I Yeah. Hair vibes. Hair vibes. <laughs> um, so anyway, they were like feeling gorgeous and decided to cut my hair short. Mm-hmm. And so I was doing this story for Italian Vogue and with this short hair. And um, he saw these pictures and he was like, okay, we'll use hers. And then he met me in real life. And he was like, oh, not today. And I was like, not today. I was like, I was just an Italian Vogue. Like, see mm-hmm. ya. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, working, working. and then I like your French accent, by the way. It was good. <laughs> And working, working, and then he, I was supposed to do. He, I was supposed to meet him again, and then we went to the Hamptons. And this model named Veronica Webb, who is like an icon, gorgeous, who was like hanging out with Spike Lee, and she's like super smart and fun. She was like, you know, she really likes you. I'm like, well, I only go out with guys that go to school in Connecticut mm-hmm. and are like waspy and wear like dirty play khakis, play lacrosse, like show off their ankles, like, and wear loafers, like, in the summer. That's really kind of the guys I date. And so this guy douchebags. Like, yeah, so, yeah. And so this guy is, like, gray-haired, curly, drawing circles in different colors. I'm like, have fun with your crayons. Like, 
So to make a long story longer. How, then how did this happen? I, I don't know. Like, honestly, we just like <laughs> working so much together. And it was just kind of like this weird. And he was like, you know, he's very interesting and engaging. He knew yeah. a lot of different people. And so. This reminds me of Sex in the City when Carrie goes to France. Yeah. For, what is it? What that's his what, name? See, oh, my God. That's what That's exactly yeah, what I envision. Alex, yeah, whatever. So it was similar to Alexander. that. So, Alexander. Alexander. So, yeah, so it was always, like, with all these different people that were just interesting and engaging. And, you know, I was educated and I was finishing up at Columbia. And, and I he just was had, different than anything you'd known. Yeah, he didn't show off his – well, he did later. Now he shows off his ankles. Of course he does, right? <laughs> I love your fetish for ankles. Well, You're I like, just, I just want a guy with good ankles. I just like it when they, like, have confidence to wear, like, different things. Like, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I don't like guys who are insecure about their ankle bones. Yeah. It's – so unattractive. Yeah. So how did? But he, he taught me a lot, and you know, he gave me how my get you and to Ted Bird. So I love them, and they're like the best kids on the planet. How um, did he get you to marry him? Uh, he actually, I was in his apartment, and he put a ring on my finger, and I was sleeping, and it drew blood, <laughs> and no, I no, was like, I need to go to the hospital. No, and he's like, if you don't want to, you keep the ring, okay? So I call my best friend. I'm like, this is the weirdest <laughs> thing. I have a ring on my finger. I'm not sure. It's like the hugest ring I've ever seen in my entire life. And it's not, you know, anything traditional. And I drew blood. And I'm kind of in pain right now. And I'm not sure what I should do. She's like, get a Band-Aid. I'm like, no, no. I Like real blood. Not like baby blood. Kelly's daughter, C, is in the room right now. And I looked at her and said, have you heard this? And she's just shaking her head laughing. So C loves these anecdotes. She's like, mom, tell more. Tell more. I've heard you in the past. And then one time... At when, band camp? Yeah, at, at, yeah, in France. In France band camp? Yeah. I've heard you talk about, I've been bad relationships before. I've been in good relationships before. Yeah. I always loved talking to women who have been through other relationships. Yeah. Why was it not right for you in the end? It wasn't right for me in the end just because I grew up. And, you know, that that's the thing I think is interesting about relationships is that, you know, when two, it's, you know, when two people are really living separate lives, mm-hmm. Things just happen. And, you know, I grew up and my interests changed and I was meeting all these people and I was getting more responsibility and I was raising kids on my own, even though, you know, he, we were married, but he was traveling, which I encouraged him to do. It's mm-hmm. not like I was like, oh, my God, poor me. Yeah. I was like, go, go, go. Like, be the best version of you. Even sees like, mommy, I might do this. I'm like, go. Yeah. She's like, are you going to miss me? I'm like, yeah, but you have to go. Like, yeah. that's, I'm like that kind of person. I'm like. I want you to be the best version of you. You can't so be we... selfish just because you want, like, they'll have animosity towards you. Right. And I just never, I would never want that as a, for a friend. And did I you would feel definitely like, not that, want that in a relationship. Did you feel like he respected your career equally? No. I mean, he didn't understand, too. It's like, also, I, you know, can I'm I'm fluent in the written words. So, like, I he could paint pictures, but I could color them with words. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't really understand that I could do all this so quickly and so much but i was also when you go to a school like columbia university and people are like oh she went to columbia university (laughs) yeah i did (laughs) and that is no joke Mm -hmm. everyone's like yeah isn't it isn't it like a country no (laughs) it is on the upper west side and it is no the u and the o have a big difference yeah i mean it's like they teach you this format and they teach you like the structure to be successful and it gave you the confidence to like just plug stuff in you're fascinating to me because you've had many different lives and you've had many ups and downs and like you know you don't let anyone put you in a box and i think that's how people should be i mean now but like back you know i mean 
you know, you guys are paving a new way for us because you're just like, I'm not going to do what you want, how you want. I'm going to do it a different way. So people like me, I'm like, oh, my God, that you opened that door for me. Thank God. Well, it's cool. You're not looking down at millennials like, oh, they're not working hard. You're like, wait, they're doing some stuff that I actually like that I'm going to start doing in my career. And I've always hired very young girls to work with me in my early 20s, like right out of college. I hire them. You know, they usually stay with me for a year. And then when they're done, I'm like, you guys, here is my Rolodex of people or my database or my contact list, whatever you want to call it. Whoever you want to work for, write it down and I will send out your resume. And I think all this stuff is good karma, especially like women helping women, the karmic forces. But it's all going to come around. I think a lot of people obviously listening probably love Bravo. 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 You know who's going to come up. <laughs> Bravo. How, how did Bravo? I love how we're Italian, we're French. We, we are exotic. Oh, oh we are. We are Because so- we have brown hair. Thank you. <laughs> Bam. What made you want to do Real Housewives of New York and what was your expectations going in? So I had zero expectations because I was supposed to be on another show with Tim Gunn, um, the Veronica Webb. They wanted Veronica Webb on. And mm-hmm. so the executive producer, who's not at Univision, he was like, Kelly, he's like, we're having a hard time legitimizing this brand. Will you just come on for, you know, a couple of scenes? And I was like, my agent was like, you know, you can try it. They're like, it's not really you. You know, we don't, you know, these are just, you know, women in New York. So, you know, you are had this massive pedigree. So if you want to go on there and like, you know, Show the world who you are. We support you. But just remember, these are not, like, people that you know. They're they're just, you know, housewives. They're literally housewives. They're not, like, worker bee. Like. So there was a chance that you could not get along with them. Yes. And my agents were like, no, no, no. And I was like, you know what? I'm like, always like, yes, yes, yes. I'm like, I'll do, you know, someone offers me something. I'm like, let's try it. Out of research, because I'm a professional, I went on Hulu <laughs> and I watched your first <laughs> scene. Yes, I watched your first scene. I think you were like sitting down for, I think, coffee with Luann. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I could tell you were like a little nervous. Yeah. Well, I just gotten off my horse. Yeah. Literally. But you look stunning. And your was, hair was just a little tussled. It was raining. And I got did this scene. And I met Luann before. But Luann is like not, she was like, I know Kelly Benson, oh, darling, we've been friends forever. But actually, Luann, it was like in Stad and like, you know, swimming with the sharks in Mallorca. She's all and over the place. Like I was like at home raising two kids alone. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, granted, it was in the Hamptons. So it's not like I'm like raising them and like, you know. So you were like a different kind of. Totally different. You were she a mom. Was like, I was a mom. And you didn't not have that a husband. Isn't. Not she that, had a husband at the time though, right? Yeah. And she was like feeling gorgeous traveling all over the place in private yeah. planes. And I was like at home. You know, being a single mom is not. I mean, I've I'm I wasn't a single, I'm a single mom to my cat I, right now. I was married, and I love Luann, but we were just totally different. And so she was like, "I know Kelly," and I was like, "I'm like, hi, I just got on my horse," and she's like, "Darling, let's have a coffee." And I was like, "Right now, I'm like so hot. Do we need to have coffee right now? Can I have an iced tea or water, or whatever?" Were and you she, scared I, of her of the show? I was scared of her. <laughs> I'm sc- I was scared of Lindsay Hubbard when I first started Summer House. Why were you scared of Luann? Because she's like very, very. Oh, yeah. She's, uh, what, what did people say? What did Paris Hilton call? No, um, she's like over the top. She's yeah. major social. She's, she's like, everything. She is everything. She's beyond. That's what Lindsay- <laughs> Paris Hilton called Lindsay Luann. She's beyond. No, she's like, ev- she's very, very. But she wasn't even the one you ended up bumping heads with. Initially. And it's so funny because we're good friends now, which is yeah. ironic because, like, I was like, she's like super socialite, like, 
oh my god. Maybe like, it's because you really respected her. Deep down. I mean, how many people even know that Stad starts with a G? Like, I had no idea. She was like, I'm in Stad. I mean, like, I had no idea. What I didn't she know was what doing a Stad was. was. I thought you had like a cough in your throat. Stad. <laughs> Stad. <laughs> It, so, it was a different life you were getting thrown into. So you meet these different people mm-hmm. and it's like you don't know who they are. And it's not my, you know, it's like when you're, as a writer, it's your job to always research people. But when I went on that show, I wanted to be genuine. And I had already done a show called Behind the Hedges where I was interviewing these game changers, these massive, massive, unbelievable icons in New York. And I went into that show blind because I was just like, I want to learn everything from these people. And I want to ask them organic questions that I would normally ask, not like, yeah. So my third question is, <laughs> you know, I didn't want it to be like that. I wanted mm-hmm. to be like organic. And so I was very intimidated by Luann. And um, right after the scene, they were like, next time you film, you need to have your hair blown up because you're a supermodel. I was like, check. Okay, right. I was like, what? I was like, okay. Yeah. I thought they wanted me like Kelly Ben Simone, like wild, you know, riding bareback and like, <laughs> you know, doing cartwheels on the it's beach. It's funny because I remember like, looking that you weren't there perfectly and I loved that you were kind of like, this is me. Yeah. What's up? Yeah. And it's, I, it's so funny because these women had created this kind of um, aura around me that I didn't even, I wasn't mm-hmm. even part of. They're like, it's Kelly Ben Simone. I'm like, my name is Kelly Kaloran Ben Simone. Mm-hmm. And I am a mother <laughs> and a writer. Well, why did you keep the Ben Simone name after the divorce? I wanted to get rid of it, not to be rude, but I wanted to. Like I wanted to burn it. No, 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 I didn't want to burn it. No, but I wanted to have my own name and I wanted to go back to Kelly Kaloran. But because I was known mm-hmm. and I had, you know, all the books that I've written with Asseline and everything was Kelly Kaloran Ben Simone. Yep. And my byline for everything was Kelly Kaloran Ben Simone. That I just kept Kelly Kaloran Ben Simone as like a professional name. And Ben Simone but my is, name is such Kelly a beautiful Kaloran. last name. I like it. Ben Simone's beautiful. Ben and Simone. it's also the name of my daughter. Yes, yes, who have yeah. beautiful names as well. But I wanted, I was like, one day I was like, Jill, I was like, they're Kaloran Ben Simone's, so can you add a Kaloran? He was like, no. I was like, oh, God, he's nasty. Are you Ugh. still talking to him? Well, he lives next door to me. He lives next door to you? Like, not down the block, like next door. But you like, door. see him at coffee shop sometimes in the morning? No, 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 not coffee shop, like when he opens his door. I'm like, aloha. Oh, my God, do you see, like, is he dating? Yes. Ew. Yeah, you want to hear a really funny story? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So C and Teddy were away. They were at camp or whatever. They Close were, your ears, C. They were at camp. And I had gone, it was like during the summer, and I had gone on this really fun day. And I was feeling gorgeous. I was like in a mini dress with heels. I just got my toenails painted. Oh, yes. Like I was like loving life. And I would like, came back from the day. I was like, la, 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 la. And I hear Kiki. And I was like, oh, sugar. And I turn around, and he's on a date with <gasps> this girl. Um, and she's like, Kiki, 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 kept saying my name over and over again. And I'm like, um, hi. I'm like, hi, I'm Kelly. And she, he's, she's like, Kiki. And I'm like, okay, my name is, my nickname is Kiki. Yes. You're like, that's and really annoying. Can my, you please stop? Can you please stop repeating <laughs> Kiki? Okay. Anyway, he was loving life too, apparently. So it was really funny, but I was like, oh my God. And so when everyone calls me, when people call me Kiki now, after that experience. It's a trigger. It's a trigger. I'm like, kiki, kiki, kiki. I'm like, no, no, I can't keep saying that to myself. It's weird. Stop, 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 Kelly. So if you can give yourself. But that is my nickname, Kiki, so. Which is cute, but people have to earn calling you Kiki. They can't just like hold your ex-husband's hand and call you that. Right, or or repeat it 50 times. Yeah. Just because you repeat things over and over again doesn't make it <laughs> doesn't make it funny. <laughs> or yours. <laughs> it's like an alarm clock, to be honest. 
I want to know if you could have given yourself advice on the show now, what advice would you have given yourself? Do the exact same thing that you did. Look at you. Because if I hadn't done what I did, I wouldn't be here today. In this very moment if I had, my podcast. True story. I would be like, if I hadn't if I hadn't stuck up for myself and if I hadn't been like, ladies, I'm not sure exactly what's going on, but you're welcome to send me your CV or, you know, just so I can get a backstory on you and then I'll be a little bit more, you know, open. I was always asking them questions. I'd be like, ah, she doesn't know. Like, no, I don't. No. Well, that's the whole point of the show. Like, if you go on a show after knowing what other seasons, what things that happened, it's not real. Right. It's real that when you meet new people, you ask them questions. Right. And also, coming as a new girl is tough. Yeah. I was lucky and got to come in with Paige, so we had each other. Yeah. But coming in as a solo new girl, it's Are just you liking it? Rough. I'm enjoying it. Well, you have, a different, it, you have a different format. So yeah, we, we just, film every weekend. Yeah. And then during the week, like, I'm living my own life, and you don't you kind of hold off on like any arguments or yeah. love things you're having for the weekend. Right. But then during the week, your friends are like, what happened last week? And I'm like, honestly, a lot. And I don't feel like talking about it. Yeah. But it's so weird because like your week is like filled with like all these, you know, you know, whatever, you know, your work schedule and life schedule. And then your weekend, sometimes it's not you want to like decompress. So. Are you kidding me? As someone who likes to lie down and pet her cat all the right. time. You're like, no. The weekends, I'm the kind of person that I'll go out on Friday and I can't go out Saturday. Yeah. But now, you know... I am drinking for a lot. But yeah. the cool thing about Summer House is they do capture, like, this podcast aired last summer of, yeah. like, me just launching it. So yeah. people are following my growth professionally. And on the show, I wanted to show that, like, women can be bosses. Women can be funny. Women can be strong. Women can be sporty. Um, and I'm not going on it to be, like, look how good I am at partying. Right. That's just a side yeah. factor. I mean, listen. I'm actually kind of bad at partying. I get, I'm good at eating. I'm Italian. Well, it's so funny because, like, I, you know, I do these um, cartwheels all the time. People were like, oh, yeah, she's such a free spirit. It's like, yeah, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> no. Well, you have, you're I mean, very similar to millennial mindset. It's good to be open. And it's like that's when you're educated is when you can be open. Is when you're not educated is when you're closed. Think about it like that. You're right. People that are like, no, 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 it's not for me. It's like, well, you're just not educated to realize that the people that are the major game changers and pioneers are the ones that are like, you don't think I can do that? Watch. I feel That's a lot cool of confidence thing. from you, which hey. is, I think, why I like you, hey. because I love a confident girl. Love. But I want to get a little deeper. Uh-oh. Because we're in hell. I forgot for a second, because oh, okay. you're charming. I forgot <laughs> we were in hell. She got me all smiley. Now we have to get dark. dark what dark, is, dark. you're, I'm a supermodel, but what? <laughs> and I actually did a little shoot with her and I show up and she's so tan, just came off the horse. <laughs> and I'm just like, I look, I feel like a potato. Um, but what is your phys biggest physical insecurity about yourself? Uh, I think my biggest physical insecurity about myself is, I don't know. It's like not being thin enough is like a thing. Mm. Cause like when you're a model, you're always so obsessed with being thin. Especially back in the day when you were modeling. Yeah. People like, didn't care about like your health. No. <laughs> yeah. No. They did not care. They didn't even know that that was like health. That was like, that's a class in high school. It's not yeah. like a mindset. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just always like, am I, you know, it's like those kind of, I know it sounds really stupid, but it's like, am I thin enough? Am I pretty enough? Not the age thing. I didn't really care because I actually feel so much better the older I get. Like every year I'm like, oh, yeah. Also, I like that you don't have a lot of plastic surgery. 
It's weird. I'm like, I don't, I'm like, everyone's like, you don't look like everybody else on TV. I'm like, well. It's called you look like yourself and aging gracefully. Like, when oh someone smiles, I think it's human nature that you want to see them squint. Yeah. And see the lines on their right. face to show, like, that they're happy. So when someone smiles like this at you, you feel like they're going to murder you. <laughs> like, I love that your face moves when you smile. Jesus right. Christ. Yeah, well, that was another thing, too, is that when I move or, like, when I look at something, like, mm -hmm. I actually have gestures. I mean, I have gestures and I also have facial expression. <laughs> People are like, uh-oh, we know what she's thinking. <laughs> she doesn't like that. I'm like, what? It makes good TV, I'm like, though. like, ew. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> and I think that's one thing. The this, this sports and the workout is a really... Um, good thing to impress upon all the listeners is that whether whatever age you are I mean before I came here I went for a run mm -hmm. that was one thing that I I grew up as a swimmer and yeah. so I used to swim four hours a day oh my god I mean of course I, my, I was in good shape I swam four hours a day she was like I was a mermaid before I was <laughs> <laughs> I was a mermaid before I was a supermodel <laughs> and so like that was always something that was in my mindset and your body does has does have muscle memory and mm -hmm. so but so does your brain yep so um i just have always worked out and when i was modeling that was the one thing that you know when i was living in paris by myself that was my best friend is you know working out for that half hour it's self-love mm -hmm. even it's true just go out and and do you know you 20 minutes on a treadmill and a little abs you don't have to go kick your ass for three no. hours for someone with the pressure to be skinny in society because I mean you are like such a public figure do you have any advice for how to stay healthy with food and your relationship with food I mean it's interesting because my youngest daughter now she's taking this um well myths and nutrition class that we were just talking about eating well and you know we've always you know ate relatively well like I try to give my girls the opportunity to eat the things that they want because I don't want them to have issues yeah and not that I mean you know, listen, I had my own eating disorders that we talked about and I can make you hot. And, and they weren't really, they weren't like, they didn't impede my ability to have fun. They didn't, yeah. you know, like that's what we have to be careful of is that, yeah, people can go on all these crazy diets like the, you know, I talk about going and I can make you hot. I talk about going on the, um, it was like the white diet. So mm -hmm. it was like, you know, this one uh, model and I in Paris, we went, we ate oatmeal in the morning and then rice at, at dinner, which is ridiculous. And nothing in between? No, nothing, just white. Oh my yeah. God, that's <laughs> So your body obviously is just eating what it's eating, but you, you know, so you're initially you're like, you know, you look thinner because you've lost some water weight and you're like, oh my God, look at me, but you're really not losing weight. And that's why I, I, I can make you hot for specifically the reason you're asking is mm -hmm. because the supermodel diet is not being a rail and not eating for three days and, you know, being a bulimic. It's not or sustainable. Like, no, it's about the three days before you have an event, take super good care of yourself like a supermodel does. Mm -hmm. Like a supermodel does. They'll, if they have a shoot, they will go and get, you know, um, a facial. They'll work out with a special trainer or they eat really well. I mean, supermodels don't just like show up and are like, yeah, hey guys. They are really re regimented about what they do and how they live their lives. Mm -hmm. um, when they, you stop shooting and then you're you're like writing all day, how did you change your habits of like your eating and working out? Because you weren't having as many photo shoots and stuff yeah. after being a model. Well, that was the thing too, is that like for my with my first daughter, I gained like 70 pounds and then I lost it because I was like so anxious and you know, with my you know, daughter by myself and didn't know what I was doing and um, nobody was having kids when I was having kids. So um, I had a lot of anxiety and I lost so much weight. So I was like mm. super skinny after I, after I had my first daughter. And then my second daughter, I just couldn't lose 40 pounds. Like I was 40 pounds over. I just couldn't lose it. Mm -hmm. And my ex-husband was like, oh, 
Kiki, I just photographed Madonna. She just headstands in front of me. I'm like, great. <laughs> I'm like, I can't even touch my freaking toes, let alone think of doing a headstand. But thank you so much for that. Madonna, you're great. And she is great. She's just, you know, after like six weeks, I was still, you know, I needed to like figure figure that out. And, you know, your body, the great thing about having kids is that, you know, weight isn't a priority. Raising children is a priority. And so all of a sudden things just start you know, that's why a lot of women men say I love women after they've had children, just because their mindset changes. It like focus on they focus on other things, and so they become more beautiful because their inherent beauty shines through, and not. Oh, I love that so much. Mm, it's true, and that's why I love talking to you because a lot of my guests, like I've interviewed like a lot of female comedians around my age, and we can't talk on that stuff. Yeah. I've never had my body fluctuate like you know forty pounds, and then learn how it's... to like love myself and realize that's part of life. Like, but love yourself. Important. I mean, it was like. It was like lo- it was like under it was like a worse microscope than being on on television, mm-hmm. being in the fashion industry because mm-hmm. everyone is a half a pound. Ugh. So you're sitting in the front row and they're like, "Oh, she's so ethnic and curvy." I'm like, "Oh, here we go." <laughs> <laughs> and Matt, what do you think about the whole like Kardashian phase of like the body that's curvy but also manufactured? I mean, I think that, you know, there's a look for everybody. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, any kind of augmentation, if that's how you, if that's what you want to do in your life, you should do it because you're only going to be at the end of the day, uh, you know, that, you know, when you come home, the only person that matters is how you see yourself. It really doesn't matter how other people see you. Sometimes I just hope that people make sure that they've like worked out their own ship and that like a band-aid of augmentation isn't going to like be the answer. True. And then next thing you know, you look like a lizard. Well, it's a slippery slope. Be careful too. <laughs> Cause like once you start doing something, I mean, especially we see that like, especially in like, you know, facial, mm-hmm. um, you know, Botox and fillers and everything. I mean, I've seen friends of mine. I'm like, Oh, that's a no. Oh no, mm. no, no. I'm like, what is going on? Like, like, don't change how you actually but look. But people don't see how they look is the problem. But you know what? To get but then I have to follow my own advice. Like if that's how they like themselves, then you have to, you know, allow them. And I'm not the kind of person that's like, um, you need to change that. Yeah. It's terrible. I'm just like, if you are happy with it, like everyone's going through their own journey yeah. and now we have these options to like so easily like change your face if you want. I'm just telling people, be careful. Yeah. You don't want to lose yourself. <laughs> yeah, be careful. But I think, you know, you're also a natural beauty, so it's hard. People are like, well, oh, Hannah, you're you. so pretty, and you have, like, freckles, and you're, like, healthy and happy. Your eyes are smile, you know, smiling, and they're mm-hmm. clear. And I think that that's something that girls have to really look at themselves and not on YouTube channels. They have to, like, wake up and see how beautiful their eyes are. Yeah. And that white in your eye is like that's the the true testament of being healthy. You can like, see people that baby. like are drinking too much, partying too much. You can just look at their eyes and you're like, oh, that's a no. It's not about the under eye. That's it's their probably, actual eye. That's probably like, good for us dating right now. Yeah. Another red flag. Show me your eyes. If a guy's eyes aren't crisp, <laughs> yeah, you're like, ask him yeah, what he's yeah. doing. What gives you anxiety day to day? Because I feel like you are a type A performing person. Really? Yeah. I'm actually not. I mean, if I were, am I a type A person, C? Oh, great. Yeah. C nodded her head. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. C nodded and But yes, you're a mom. weird combination of like, I want to go and be free, and I'm going to do it. <laughs> I don't know if it's necessarily about go and be free. It's about like, I, as a provider of two girls, I have two responsibilities every single day. One, to provide, and two, to be a role model. Mm. So, you know, it's not like I don't have kids, and I can just you know, walk around and do whatever I want and like sleep over at someone's house and like not care. Yeah. Like I have 
you know, major two major responsibilities um, that I'm very proud of. And the other thing is being a provider. So that means consistent income, mm-hmm. and that means you know preparing for my future, for my own future. So I think that people don't realize when you're on television, just because you're on TV doesn't mean that you're not a provider. And you know, some people have done very success, very well with using television as a platform. Some people haven't. I mean, I've been very fortunate to have two novels with Simon & Schuster, which were great, A Dangerous mm-hmm. Age and The Second Course. Um, now I'm in real estate, which has been so incredible. And it's such an amazing Especially for someone who's social, it seems like you combined your intelligence with your love of socializing. But I actually love New York and I and love interiors and I love... I love New York too. And I love homes. I love to see how people live. You can mm-hmm. tell a lot by how people live. Like people are like on the outside, they're like in their Chanel and then at home they have like some, you know cheap couch you're like what (laughs) no it has to be transparency everything has to be like synergy and parody like so you've been dating for a while what advice would you give to the girls in their 20s early 30s listening on dating to give themselves a break i mean i feel like that was one thing when i wrote dangerous age my um editor was like i want you to go on all these apps and i want you to see how men treat women on these apps and so they were like "Ah, is this real? Am I being am I being catfish? Um, catfish? And I was actually on um, Watch What Happens Live with with Neve, and I love him so much. Oh yeah, Neve. And um, so I was like, no, you're not being catfished. But then I'm like, by the way, I'm screenshotting your conversations, <laughs> which are really creepy. Like one guy was like, I'm. He's like, what are you doing? I'm reading E.E. E. Cummings in the bath, and I was like, yeah. okay, that is weird. TMI. Yeah, I'm I, like, really. Like, I also what? think like so. Just be true to yourself, and if you want to date. If you want to date a lot of guys, date a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be serious, then you have to treat it like a job. Me and you were talking about I'm recently seeing someone and I'm not sure exactly where it's going um, and how like I'm trying to decide if I want to be um, exclusive or not. Yeah. But part of me wants to be free. Like I'm not married. Yeah. But then part of me is like, yeah, it's it's hard when like because I don't know if he's the one or not. Right. I don't know, and I also don't want to close off all my other options. I'm 27. Yeah. So it's this weird in between phase that I'm dealing with. I mean, I have a school of thought. You're either <laughs> single or you're married. So if you're single and you're not married, you're single. Mm-hmm. And when you're married with a ring on your finger and a contract, you're married. And I feel like with the right person, you're going to be like. Yeah, I'm focused and I, I want to go towards marriage with this person. And that has to be like a conversation that you're having. Like, you know, it's not just being like, this is my boyfriend. Like, this is like, we're going to actually do something. Because a lot of people, are, you know, a lot of young um, women and men go through, you know, because there's so many women and men out there. I mean, you can like go on an app and be like, look yeah. to your right and the guy and then go on your app and like, that person is interested in you. And you're mm-hmm. like, turn to your head and you're like, oh, hi. Yeah. Which is so creepy. And it's also so, sh- it's, there's a shallowness to it because when you're at a bar, you're feeling people's energies and their looks where you're on your phone. It's just people's looks. You're like, I don't like her eyebrow. I don't like his nose. I don't like right. that dog. <laughs> and it's so true. It's like, remember, you know, like they always have these like, you know, um, people like people that are like kind of people are like, oh, you're mismatched. It's like she's mm-hmm. tall and skinny, and mm-hmm. he's shorter. And like, how did you guys get together? And mm-hmm. you are feeling pe- people's energies, and you are like, yeah, that person laughed, and you're like, oh my god, I love your laugh. Yes, like, all the things that you would be genuinely attracted to, and that you know, it's like your pheromones are like how you attract men and um, men men to women. Mm-hmm. And um, you don't have that on dating apps. No. What's your type? Um, I don't really have a type. I've, I've dated a lot of different. My ex-husband was 
you know, gray curly haired and mm-hmm. 5'10". Mm-hmm. Um, I've dated a guy that was, you know, blonde. Um, I'm dating a guy right now that's brunette. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've dated a lot of different types of people. I just like a personality. I like someone that's like gregarious and fun and eager and self-sufficient. I like that. Do you ever feel like you need to find someone who's not as like outgoing as you because you might butt heads or you like someone who can keep up with your energy? No, but I'm like you. Like, I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm not really a cat person, but mm-hmm. I mean, when I'm done. You're like, I'm not just thinking about my cat all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I mean, I literally like my dog Fluffy and I just like hang out. Oh, I'm Fluffy. like, okay, Fluff, here are your treats. Here's my, here's my candy. Let's watch some TV. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, I'm very. I I really. I also just need downtime too. It's like yeah. I can't. I can't sustain like high energy. But you know, throughout the day, it's like that's my work day and that's my work energy, and so I do what I can to make sure that it's like on point. I feel like online, everyone talks about the hustle, and they're like, you gotta wake up and you gotta grind, and while you're sleeping, they're working. You're someone who's written like four thousand books. <laughs> you've been an editor in chief. You've been a model. You've lived so many lives. You have real estate. You have so many moving pieces, but you take the time to refuel. All the time. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't go out all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because when I was on Housewives, they were like, she goes out all the time. I'm like, um, it's between 6 and 8, and I'm home by like 8, 15, like on the button. Yes. Hi, guys. Yes. Yeah. So there's a way of doing it that isn't like hurtful to well, you. Well, it's also like perception reality. So you have to like what works for you. And like the hustle, like what does that mean? We're seeing like people like Gary Vee and all mm-hmm. these different people that are like telling us, you know, how to navigate our lives and like how to make money off of these, you know, new revenue streams, mm-hmm. which is amazing. But I think at the end of the day, and I don't that this I don't want this to sound like crystal creation, mm-hmm. but you do have to monitor your own energy and you have to kind of know what's what the what are the tools in your tool belt. So you know, are you a good writer? Are you good at visual? Are you good at communicating? Are you a cheerleader? Like, what are the tools in your tool belt? And write those down on a p- actual piece of paper, not on an iPad. Mm-hmm. And just kind of figure out what makes you you and just be very aware of those things. Like, I'm a cheerleader. I'm a good writer. I'm a good articulator. You know, I you know, love helping other people. I love helping people find places to live that makes them makes them feel like the best versions of themselves. I like people to feel good around me. That's very important. I want people this to feel is good. such amazing advice, you guys, because this is something that I think in your early 20s, like what C is probably figuring out right now, is just trying the things in your toolbox. Right. And then seeing which things in your toolbox actually bring you joy and bring you energy. Because right. you could be good at things, but it's right. like, what do you actually love? Right. And then making a decision for yourself. But if you're just doing what other people want or what you think society calls success, right. you won't actually feel successful deep down, I right. feel like. But I mean, I think my dad always used to tell me that, you know, do what you love and the money will come. But he also, he also said, get your education. So whatever that is, if you want to go to vocational school, if you mm-hmm. want to go to college, I mean, whatever you can do to educate yourself, watch TED Talks all the time, whatever you can do to maximize your ability, you're like ahead of the game. Because you want to be, like you talked about today, remember in the elevator, you're yeah. like, see, fix this for me. And it's like a solution person is a game changer. A problem person Oof. is a problem person and they're always going to be problem people and they're mm-hmm. always going to be complaining and they're always going to be that energy vampire. So just be a solution person, get that stuff done and move on. 
I fucking love that. Are you ready to finish with a final game? Because you're killing it. I'm getting all inspired by this because I wanted to bring her to hell, but now I'm... Also, she's been in an amazing singing mood this whole time, (laughs) and I did not know this about Kelly. We did not know that she was a recording artist. It's coming out soon. (laughs) Sing your songwriter. But only three words at a time. Right, exactly. Just repeating words. Two two. Two words. She repeats words. Kiki, kiki, kiki. It's time to play. She's having too much fun. It's time to play the seven deadly sins let's do it seven deadly sins what are you greedy about my time with my kids i have a question would it be heaven or hell for your kids to live with you the rest of your life hell (laughs) because i know c's perspective tell me your perspective yeah because i'm just like I want you to be great. I want you to be great. I want you to be great. Here, you know, it's like I'm just constantly trying to like encourage them I heard them you to be wake great. her up in the morning. Oh, yeah. Every morning with coffee. I would lose it. I'm always like, good morning, my love. Good morning. But like at like 7 a.m. Yeah. Yeah, I'd lose it. Yeah. But she's also an early bird, an early riser. So thank God. But you love spending that quality time. Are they more like friends to you now since they're in their no. early 20s or you still keep them in check? No. Still keep them in check. Although, like, C's 21. So, like, we were yeah. at Grand Banks last night feeling gorgeous, like, killing it. We went to the People TV. We were talking about Real Housewives at Beverly Hills. Ooh. Love those women. Love. Wait, what's your favorite season to watch right now? Um, I really like Real Housewives at Beverly Hills. I love The Bachelor, Bachelor. I love those mm-hmm. shows. I'm just mm-hmm. like, a, I love reality. Mm-hmm. I just really, really love reality. I love reality, too. Yeah. I mean, I would be so much better on reality now. You have to remember, when I was on reality, it was the Ice Age. You know, it was yeah. like, people weren't real. It's like, now I would be like a killer. I heard you speak about this in a podcast once, too. Yeah. Can you expand on why you think you were like realer and you would have fit in better now. Because people now are all about like, call people on their shit. Yeah. What's really going right. on? I mean, we it was really interesting because we yesterday when I was at People TV, there's a clip and it's just like me saying like, I didn't ask anything of you. I'm not asking you. I'm not asking anything of you. I'm just here. And like, that's how I was. I was like, I don't even know what you guys are talking. I'm just here. And I think that was something that was a kind of a shocker for everybody. And, you know, I'm up here, you're down there is like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of iconic moments that I had because I didn't have anything to lose. Yeah. And I didn't know. Did you know it was iconic when you were doing it? No, I was just, just like, I'm not going to deal with bad behavior. Like, I'm not four. I'm an yeah. adult. I'm like, I have kids at I home. could see like the frustration in your face. I yeah. saw, I recently I like, saw oh that scene. And I also got in trouble for not talking. So when people would be talking, I just didn't say anything. Because sometimes I wasn't, I was, first of all, it wasn't, real, it wasn't a conversation that was interesting to me. Yeah. I had nothing to add to it. So I'm not going to be like, oh, by the way, here's what I think. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and that's just not, I'm just Because they wanted you to get involved in like every conversation. Which, which is fine. But it's like if we were all having dinner together and you were having a special conversation about your, you know, this guy that you're seeing and I interject, you'd be like, you would be like, your cameraman would be like, I'm sitting here having a serious conversation. I'm not feeling about like myself. And Kelly just interjected. Mm-hmm. So, like, I already know that about normal socialization. So mm-hmm. being on television, I'm not going to be like, okay, by the way, I'm just going to, like, sit here and, like, give my two cents. When Was it's- there a time when you realized they started editing it to, like, that you were being kind of, what's the word, singled out? No, they were always like, you're the best. We love you. You're the best. Like, everyone's like, you're amazing. We love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. Like, not once did they ever say anything. 
But I wasn't really being singled out. They just, they were like, they wanted me to, I was myself. Yeah. And I was true to myself. And I kept telling, and I was always. And that and is have, the best TV. And I've always said it for the last 10 years, since 2009. I'm like, I have been exactly myself. And there's something beautiful about that. I mean, what I think is beautiful about reality TV that you don't have in other types of TV is you could talk about production, editing, whatever, but you will see these glimmers of truth. So true. That is so vulnerable. I mean, the, the Bachelor, when someone doesn't get chosen, that that moment of like just heartbreak right. is so like real and incredible to yeah, see. And then the moments of happiness and confusion. And reality TV can capture that in between a lot of the bullshit. Yeah. Which is why I like watching And when you it. have people on the shows that are like trying to like you know, be the next big thing mm-hmm. and like doing all these like, you That's know, song forced. and dances and forced and like screaming at people for no reason. You're kind of like, oh, all right, I get that. Like, you can get, you see it. But I think yeah. that's why your seasons were so good because your frustration and confusion was authentic. Right. <laughs> when someone was pissing you off, you would say how you felt. Right. And that's what they tell us. Right. They just say when you feel something, say how you feel yeah. and be real. And that's how you'd be successful. Yeah. I mean, I had so much fun. I was just on this show with Patty Stenger. Um, oh, I love Patty Stenger. And their production team was just so over the top. And I had the best time. I literally was like, I felt like I was like- Linear matchmaker? A, I was like on a spa. Was, they were like, do whatever you want. Drink as much as you want. Eat whatever you want. Like I was working out every day. I was like watching news, like hanging out. I got my manicure and pedicure from Glam Squad. Then I would go and film and go on these fun dates. And I was like, I am like loving life, except for I had this one scene. It was like, you know, the um, scene, what's, see, what's that movie where the guy, they're, they're, mil- they're molding something. Oh, like pottery? Yeah, what's that movie? What is- um, anyway, it's with Demi Moore and she's like, like making the pot. Maybe you're making the pot and the guy behind me was like helping me with the pottery and I was like, Ew. <laughs> you know that Jimmy Fallon is like ill. Do you know that I was like, oh my god, Millionaire no. Matchmaker is my favorite show on Bravo. Oh my god, over the top. Did you have fun on it? No, it's not on Bravo. It's on We TV. Oh, on We TV now. It used to be on Bravo. Now it's on We TV. Did yeah. you go on it recently? I was on there last year. It was over the top. Like really, really, really fun. Did you? And Patty is just so great. Yeah, what's Patty like? Because she she should be on Housewives. I've always like Patty. You need to be on Housewives because she is She'd so like be so fucking good on Housewives. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. And she and Luann would be, like, a really good team because she's, like, really honest and, you know, but she's fun. Mm-hmm. She's not, like, Oh, yeah, she's not dark. so scary she's, that no, she's, she's not, not dark. Fun. She's fun. But she just she's calls like, it like it is. Yeah, she's like, are you serious? Like, really? Seriously? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. And, uh, then, like, she made me feel really good being on that show. She was like, Kelly, she's like, you're a supermodel. I was like, oh, my God, I love you. <laughs> like, I don't think of myself like that. I'm not like, hey, supermodel, hey. I love the word supermodel. I do too. I think it's so bougie. And then I just envision you like running in the street with cabs behind you. Can we discuss that iconic scene? Was that over the top? Over the fucking top in the best way. I was like doing some research on you and someone was like, I just want to understand how Kelly's the only one in New York City that can jog with in the middle of the street with cars behind her. That was such a fun scene. I literally, okay, this is what happened. You looked gorgeous. So I was dating this really cute guy and he took me to this Christie's auction. So I was like loving life at the Christie's auction. He's Mm -hmm. like buying all this stuff. I was like, oh, hey, purchase, hey, buddy, whatever. (laughs) And then they're like, okay, meet a set in front of, um, on 58th Street and 5th Avenue. And we're going to do the scene of you running in the streets. I run in the streets. Have you ever... Ran in New York City? No, I'm okay. I'm way too scared of a person to do that. So if you run in New York City on the sidewalk, you have children, umbrellas, um, people with their phones. You kick little dogs. People, dogs, like all this stuff. There's all these things. So unless you're like an Olympian, you cannot run in the streets of New York. No. And then to get to 
you know, to Central Park or yeah. to the, you know, West End Highway. You have to walk, go through the streets to get there. So I'm like, you know what? It's safer with cars than it is with people. People are not safe. Mm-hmm. So stay away from people and hang out with the cars. People are crazy. People are cuckoo. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I they were like doing this scene. They're like, oh my God, let's do the scene. So like they meet us at 58th Street and 5th Avenue. So I'm like, I had just finished this amazing collaboration with, I mean, with um, Owls. I did this for Bergdorf Goodman. Oh, yeah. My first joy collection was at Bergdorf Goodman. I was like dying. And um, so I made this T-shirt with the owl on mm-hmm. it. And like they're like, okay, run. And they had someone behind me. They had like literally, they had the truck, the car be in front of them. And then they had like a real car behind me. Uh-huh. And they were like, they were, I didn't have any like a headset or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I was like running after the car because I had a car behind me. Yeah. So like I'm like literally booking. <laughs> yeah, you I'm were. I'm jogging. <laughs> You're Tom Cruise. No, I am like literally like <laughs> You're dun, a tall dun, dun, Tom dun, dun, Cruise. No, I was like literally huffing it. I was sweating. There's so many fake running scenes that was like real as fuck. No, I was literally like I'm going to die here. And I've never <laughs> I'm not really good with the like, you know, the 1 mile like in no, high school, like that no. was not my forte. And they were like I mean, we were doing this for like 20 minutes of like hauling ass. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. You're like, I'm a supermodel. I'm really good at walking. Yeah, exactly. And a solid jog. Yeah, a solid jog for 20 minutes. <laughs> this is so cool. I was like, oh, my God. Okay, question so, number two. This is our though. one question. Got all the Wait, way there. Wait, but you know what the thing is? People like send me all these clips all the time, but I yeah. don't know how to repost them. I wish I knew how to like repost them. C and, like, C and I will help you. Yeah. The, don't you I'm worry. Like, over, that I have to like, that's what I'm going to use for the podcast for you to promote it. Oh, hell yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah, it's like kind of. Oh, also, what did what was the reason you chose an owl? I mean, I think it's owls are beautiful, but like, was there any meaning behind it? So I found this owl that was similar to the one that I had made, and I was so inspired because it kind of had like a cherub, and it was this like round and just really charming, had movable parts to it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is what I'm going to do. This is I'm going to start my. I was making. I'd made a collection of jewelry for literally forever when I was a kid, mm-hmm. like literally putting jewelry together with you know like making these friendship bracelets and necklaces and then I when I was traveling I was always collecting all these medallions because when you're a model and you're 16 you collect things I don't know what what it is it's like mm-hmm. a, I think it's just something that young people do is that they're always like looking for something that's going to signify where they've been and all these kind of things and a memory and memory and for me it was medallions and so I um wanted to do like a medallion collection I and this company called Bergdorf Goodman offered me my own line and I recreated these gorgeous owls and I just loved I just loved the visual of it I mean people are like you're supposed to have a story it's like well it's not a tattoo so I don't really need to have a bat- <laughs> that big of a story but I just really loved the icon and I love the object yeah. and, and I, I like d- the simpleness of it but I also and I love that like t- there's this woman that I'm like obsessed with her name is Talitha Getty and she's mm-hmm. like the ultimate like B-I-T-C-H. And she was rich and hot and gorgeous. And she was married to I love Getty, a rich, hot bitch. And she was just unreal. Mm-hmm. Like, she was kind of, she would be like a great Beverly Hills housewife. She yeah. was just like, ins- she would never be on the show. But she was like over the top. Mm-hmm. And so that was my inspiration for jewelry. I was like, anything that I was, I would like, what would Talitha Getty wear? And that's why, that's why I started with that. I also like that you took something that you loved to do when you were a kid and were able to do it as an adult. I did it with HSN. They actually gave me this line of me making jewelry, like as a kid on the pier in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. HSN gave me my own line. So they they were they were like, when you go storytelling, like you're like you really tell real stories. I'm like, 
Oh, yeah, you know, it's a real story. <laughs> so that necklace I was waiting for one guy that was said he was going to come pick me up and he never could pick me up. So I just made three necklaces because I had white, yeah. you know, it's like I'm really telling these stories. Like, yeah, this is like real time. Like, I don't. And when you're a kid, it's like before you're, it's before you're jaded by like the industry and fucked up by like all these people that have whatever. When you're a kid, it's just the raw love of something. And then to you as an adult, it brings that happiness back of like the simplicity of when you're a kid, right? Right. But see, nobody ever was asking me. The great thing about being on HSN or QVC, those Mm -hmm. kind of um, vehicles, is so incredible because you get to tell, you know, it's like memories like you were talking about. So it's like, okay, you have these jeans. Why are you selling these jeans? For me, selling jewelry on HSN was like magic. And they were like, you can't these listeners are going crazy they just want to hear you tell these stories because they were real mm-hmm. and i cared yeah and you can tell you can tell and especially with like real tv listeners i mean the viewers are smart they can tell when it's bullshit yeah and they could tell when it's authentic i think that's why like to this day you're still so relevant which is weird <laughs> it's so funny i'm laughing just because nowadays people do are gone in two seconds yeah so the fact that you're you're like such a name is incredible and i love being on tv like yesterday being on people tv like i love i love you know i love talking about things that are important and that are real and i love having fun so, like, when I was in Morocco with Luann, we had the best time. Like, we're done filming. I told these guys, I was like, you guys, you need to keep filming because we're in our underwear drinking wine, mm-hmm. and where are you guys? <laughs> and Luann's got a kick-ass body. So it was like, we were having the best time. I'm not doing anything that's not fun right now. Yeah. Like, if it's not fun, what am I, where am I supposed to be in 10 years? I'm not having fun now. That's why I tell us the entity. If they don't like it, don't do it. Like, don't. Do it. And there's freedom and power in that, especially as a woman, to not feel like you have to do anything right. you don't want to do. Second yeah. question of Sunly, Seven Deadly Sins. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, this is good. This is like the Seven Deadly, Deadly Sin dissertation. Yes. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Welcome to our TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a TED Talk yet? No. I feel like you should. Maybe. I've, I'm adding that podcast, TED Talk. She's going to be doing these things. <laughs> I'm your other manager. Um, who are you envious of? JLo. Why? Because she's like such, she's like everything. She's a great mom. She has a kick-ass body. She just can find love in everything. And I love that she came, she was Jenny from the block mm-hmm. and she's evolved. And I just, I really, I really genuinely, but envy is like, it's not envy in a negative way. Yeah. Like I just, I, I'm envious, but I also admire her so much. I yeah. really, really admire her a lot. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I think love she's J-Lo like an incredible person. I love her, and you—I she seems like a nice person. Yeah, I haven't heard. Well, I mean, she's about a superstar, it. but she's—I mean, the things that are important. Most people don't see kids and family. Yeah. We don't really see that with superstars, and the fact that that she's integrating them in her real in her you know professional life, I think, is really cool. And I, I also just really appreciate the way that she has um, navigated her you know divorce from Mark Anthony, like. Mm-hmm. I just really like that. I like when people handle things well and really like just make things better yeah. than just make things worse. Than just be like, this is a shitty situation. I'm fucked. Yeah. It's like you're actually not. Is like you have opportunity. You're just not using yourself. I think she's one of those people that it's not a coincidence and it's not luck that she's still killing it. I think right. she's one of the hardest workers in the game. Right. We were talking about that. Really successful people do not just get there through luck. Right. Thank you. Yeah. What are you gluttonous about? So this is a little different. Candy. Candy? You have a sweet tooth? Oh, my God. Like a crazy sweet tooth. C comes upstairs all, every night and like, she's like, Mom, I have something to tell you. And she's like, 
are there 40 wrappers? I'm like, no. <laughs> Do you keep candy in the house? Yeah. What kind of candy? Jolly Ranchers and uh, Gummy Bears. Oh, so you like this fruity. And jo- jelly beans. Everyone tells me I should make my own jelly bean. Oh, my God. Well, Maria Sharapova came out with the line, Sugar Pova. Yeah, it's and cute. It was like cute. I could see you do something classy like that. Yeah, like I would cool love branding. to do something. Except for I'm trying to be more healthy. My daughter, my youngest daughter wants maybe to like be a CBD candy. That'll be in right now. I don't know. It's not really my vibe though. Yeah, we'll think about it. Yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll talk let's to your yeah, daughter about yeah. it. Exactly, my daughter. <laughs> Seabird, what do you say? When was the last time Seabird. you experienced extreme wrath? Every day. <laughs> Honestly, do you, do you get pissed off easily? I have a very, I have a really bad temper. Okay. I mean, if I'm mad, I, I am the most even keeled person. But mm-hmm. if you turn me the wrong way, like it's not good. So you can't, you can't and it's control not like, the emotion. And it's not like, oh, she's me. She's in a bad mood because she's in a bad mood. It's not that. It's just like you've pushed me mm. and pushed me. And like I am like I'm like I can I can figure it out I can fix it for you and that if you just if you push me too much I'm just like you are done. Do you burn a, like do you cut a lot of people off no, in your life? No. You just get pissed sometimes. No, because I always feel like there are people coming into your life for a reason. So yeah. I, when, I feel like when you cut people off, it means you're cutting off a part of who you are. Mm. You're attracted to them and you gravitate towards them for a reason. So if people aren't doing things the way that you like the way that they're doing. Maybe you need to change something in yourself. Maybe mm. like not worry so much about those kind of things. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's like, smart. It has nothing to do with them. It has everything to do with you. Are you trying to be less angry sometimes? No. What you just you like being that you can like have your emotion on your sleeve. Absolutely. I like that people know that when they make me mad, they make me mad because it shows like my barometer. Mm. It's like you have I, boundaries. Yeah, I'm like no, no. Make your bed. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I feel like I'm such Make your bed. I'm such a people pleaser that I'm it takes me so much to get angry and once I'm angry with you like it's done cuz you probably pushed me to such a ridiculous point. Right. And part of me wants to be able to be more assertive and firm with people. Yeah. Um so I feel like there's an in between that I need to get. I just I guess too like from just from being in housewives and you know just be, being like kind of I was you know my I was raised in reality TV mm-hmm. through social media like you know there's so many people that were on TV before me they're like oh my god I had the best time I was like oh my god I was in social media and it was crazy mm-hmm. it was the ad it's like you have to remember too like when I was on television it was the advent you're like in it yeah using it working it I just learned how to maximize on it but I wasn't like no one knew what they were doing in social no. media back then no now I'm actually able I I can sell my own products on social media, like the things that I can sell. I sold my books on social media. Like I've sold so many products on social media because people are like, wait, every single thing that Kelly Ben Simone is wearing, I can actually buy. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Everything. Well, you it can't. creates this great connection, but then Amazing. also you still need boundaries with people. Right. But I also realize, and like even Sofia Vergara does this. So I'm like, I don't feel like so bad. Like I don't feel like such a loser for responding. But she like will be like, um, if you're not nice to me, she'll be like, who are you? Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, kick ass. Go for mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Tell them off. Mm-hmm. But at the same time. Do you get a lot of hate online now still? I get so much hate. Really? Because, mm-hmm. you know, the show comes on all the time. And so people are like. And da 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 da. I'm like, okay, you don't even know what you're talking oh about. My God. So it's like, it kind of w- sucks that so many years later you're still dealing with that. Well, it's interesting that it's actually good news because I can constantly be, you know, sticking to who I am and say like, 
I I understand what you're saying and I understand what you are f- afraid of, mm-hmm. but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking, you know, I was very, very proactive and reactive about I have boundaries. I won't put up with anything. If I don't like what you're saying, I'm just not going to respond or I'm going to be like, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in life, you know, people make choices and you're going to have, you know, whether it's, you know, getting, getting your child is getting bullied or you're getting bullied or, you know, there's always going to be those people in your life that are going to come after you. Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to be like, just channel me and be like, I'm Kelly fucking Ben Simone. And I just don't care. OK, you guys, if you're listening, <laughs> just comment. I'm Kelly Ben Simone. No, no, I just don't I'm care. Kelly fucking Ben Simone. And I just don't care. I'm Kelly fucking Kaloran Ben, ben Simone. Simone. And I don't give a shit. <laughs> Everyone just comment that on anything. <laughs> when was the last time you were a sloth? So lazy. Um, two days ago. What'd you do? Like what? when you want to decompress, what is your go-to? Um, I eat pad thai. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I haven't had that in so long. I'm or wondering I make that take me to get ice cream. Or <laughs> <laughs> I drink a lot of beer. <laughs> oh, you're a beer girl. Oh, you're from the Midwest. I guess that's in your blood. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> You're like just beer and candy. This is a little tough one. Yeah. When was the last time you let your pride get in the way of something? Like, do you get have an ego with stuff ever? Always. I mean, I always have a have an a, you know ego. My ego is my is a blessing and a curse. Yeah. My ego is fuels me to wake up every day and go work out and you know uh, make sure that I'm the best version of myself every single day and providing and all that. That's my ego. Um, But it's also a curse because, you know, it's like I get exhausted or I get like overwhelmed or like things don't happen in the way that I want them to. And, you know, that's that's what you know, that's the hardship of wanting. You know, it's like I want to do well. I Mm -hmm. want to be a great provider. And my ego gets away in a lot, lot, you know, in the way of me a lot. And I think it's good to identify when it's like pushing you to like wake up early in the morning versus like hurting you mentally because you're feeling really bad about yourself. Yeah, because sometimes I'm like, oh, I just need to just like run just because I need to just like not think about doing something. I just need to not think. What's your workouts typically? Because your bod is amazing. Again, like you have muscle memory. I've been working out all my life. So everyone who has been working out when you were younger, continue working out. Not because you want to be thin, because you want to be awesome. Yeah. Like you just, if you want to do well in life, you got to keep that engine going. Yeah. Um, And it's not just about, you know, having abs. It's about that, your brain, like always feeling like it's being fueled. You're so right. It's almost like a dog that needs to be run. Dogs aren't run because necessarily they need to lose weight. It's because they're fucking jittery and they have to be run. I think as humans, yeah. like I need to run for my anxiety, getting in my head. I yeah. just need to let some energy out. It's yeah. good. I mean, even, I mean, you know, like we talked about, like when I was modeling, I ran, you know, when I, I mean, I've always exercised. And so now, like I do a lot of soul cycle. I love soul cycle. Mm. Um, I just love the music. I love the camaraderie. I also just love to go run. Yesterday it was like super hot, but I've been like, I just was out there and I was sweating and I just felt really good about myself. Um, And I just like the idea of accomplishment too. Yeah. I like that. But I really like to run. Um, Sit-ups, headstands, backbends. Oh, headstands. You wild. Headstands. You wild. (laughs) I have to learn. I'm like not flexible enough to get my legs up. Wait, I just did paddleboarding. I did yoga on a paddleboard. Did you do a headstand? It was not 
normal. It was so, I came back from Gurney's and I was like, hey guys, look at my Paddleboard yoga? Paddleboard yoga is over the top. Paddleboarding is period, like the most amazing thing. And it's so relaxing and beautiful. So relaxing, so beautiful, so much fun. It was great. I really had a great time. I have one other selfish question to ask And I love to ride horses. Oh yeah. And I don't love to ride horses because I like to wear clothes that look like you came out of a Ralph Lauren catalog. Mm -hmm. I love to ride horses because I literally love being around animals. I'm obsessed with being around animals. I'm obsessed with being around animals too. And when I get on the horse, it's just like everything else is like, I think the fact that you have these side passions has probably helped you in some tough times in your life. Side passions. Side hustle passions. See, some people have side hustle. It's like the passion where people see you and they're like, oh, she's on TV, she's on this, but they don't see all these other things that fulfill your life. Right. And I think, and that's one of my regrets is that I, um, because I was, I was unclear about what was going on. Mm -hmm. I wish that I had been more transparent with the fan base and been like, because I was going through a lot at that time. And I wish that I'd been more transparent with them about the things that I, where I was going through, because I feel like a lot of people have learned to navigate certain things like, you know, um, postpartum, um, you know, it, weight issue. Like I've gone through a lot of things. And I've come out the other side and my mindset isn't complain about everything. My mindset is like, there's a problem. There's going to be a solution. Yeah. And I wish you're tough on yourself. And I wish that I had been more proactive with the fan base. Because with reality TV, you can't see what's I going wish. on in your head. And they're just seeing you having like your own tumultuous talks with other people. Yeah. What were you going through at the time? Um, I just, you know, my kids were so young mm-hmm. and I had an issue with a boyfriend and I had an issue with trying to have people help me co-parent and mm-hmm. I was trying to make money and, you know, trying to have a new life and to, you know, pivot. And there was just a lot of variables that were happening. You know, when, when you get divorced, people are like, you know, I had made money before I got divorced. I, you know, I was like, okay, this is my money. This is what I have. This is how much it costs for me every day to wake up. So I'm like, I need to figure out what I'm going to do and how I'm going to do it. And I think that people didn't realize that, you know, I make money and I have, you know, like I have a career and I want to maximize on what I'm good at. And also just raising kids, you know, raising kids on your own. Like, I mean, they were, when I was in Housewives, they were eight, seven and six and eight. Eight and ten, eight and ten, like eight and ten, six and eight. Like they were young, young girls. And, you know, I wanted to protect them, um, obviously, because they don't need to. Like when I go to a modeling shoot, like I'm not like, oh, kids, be in the shoot. You Mm -hmm. know, it's like I wanted to protect them and make sure that they had, you know, um, an infrastructure where they were safe um, because I didn't know what was going to happen in reality TV. Um, And I knew people that were famous that were like had a lot of issues with their kids. And I didn't want that for mine. But um, yeah, raising kids, I wanted that would have been a really. I mean, I wish that we could have talked about that. I wish we could have talked about just um, navigating time and energy and food, like how that works too. When you have like such long work hours, like mm-hmm. my actual work day and then filming day and mm-hmm. th- those kind of things, and yeah. just like all the things that I was doing, I wish I could have been like, guys, I just had to have this and I just did this and da 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 da. I remember you show and- show up late to something and everyone be like. Kelly is fucking late. And yeah. all they see is you come in instead of you being like, oh, I had to drop my daughter off or right. I had to finish this, you know, photo shoot or whatever you were doing. I mean, I literally was on another show. I had two kids by myself. I was, you know, working for mag- working for Socializer at the time. I mean, I was, I had an actual 
working life. And then they'd be like, come to my, you know, rosé event. And I'd be like, okay, but I'm going to be, and I would tell them before, I'm like, I'm going to be late. And they never said like, by the way, she texted me and said she was going to be late. And I'm very much like that. Mm -hmm. If I'm late, I'm like, listen, I'm going to be late. Mm -hmm. I tell you before. Mm -hmm. And then I always write a note. Like, I apologize. Like, I know that may, you know, may have made you feel upset, but I, you know, this is what I was doing and your time is valuable. I, I'm like the queen of thank you notes just mm-hmm. because I want people to know that like I genuinely care about their thoughts, but not sometimes I might not be able to do what they want me to do at that time. But the little note can go a long way. The little note. Kiki, when was the last time you experienced lust? Oh, lust. Who was the last person you lusted oh over? Oh my God. Do you have like a celebrity crush? Um. Yeah, Josh Hartnett. I always thought it was really hot. Yeah, we were talking is. about this yesterday at People TV. We were talking about like not having sex for thirty days, and I was like, we were the, the hairdresser was talking while he was blowing up my hair in like ten seconds. He was like, he was like, oh my god. He's like, could you ever not have sex for thirty days? And I was like, wait, who hasn't had sex for thirty days? And could you have? And then I was thinking, Josh Hartnett didn't have sex for thirty days in that movie. Yeah. And I was like, Josh Hartnett's so hot. <laughs> And they were like, what I are you talking about? I want to have sex with Josh Hartnett 30 times per day on 30 days. Yeah, they were like, wait, what do you, like, how does your mind work? I'm like, listen, I'm over the 30 days of not, I'm on, I'm, on, I'm way ahead of you on Josh Hartnett. Like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. So, um, lust. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't really, I'm not like a, I can't really say like I have lust. It's not like I'm like, first of all, C is in the room right now, so it's a weird conversation. <laughs> Um, close your ears. But, you know, it's like I obviously am attracted to a lot of people. Um, I'm more of like a love kind of person than a mm. lust. I mean, some people are just like, I just want to get laid. Yeah. And I'm more like, I just want to like spend more time with that person. Like, I'm yeah. just like, you know, like you with, are with your cat. Like, mm-hmm. not that I'm not like I'm trying to. <laughs> oh, no, equate, I fuck my cat. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not trying to equate cat love or man love or you know no but you want love, but, a companion right yeah like that's what i need because when i'm like because i'm on so much that when i turn off i want to turn off with that one person that i, I can just that. like hold hands and like yeah i love that so to wrap this up thank you for coming to hell i have to say like the takeaway from this for me was just kind of like when my talking about housewives and you know everyone always talks about the negative stuff but for me like that one that was one thing that if i ever go back on television i will make an absolute point of being like you know i always talk about transparency and i was so transparent in my real life and my Mm -hmm. television life but that's one thing that i will definitely definitely make a concerted effort to do is to really you know talk through what I'm going what I'm do what I'm feeling and how I'm going through it and what are the problems and what are the solutions so that I can because being a role model and being a provider are two my big things that you know but being a role model you have responsibility your responsibility to open up and you have a responsibility to show change yeah so like that is something that I would definitely do. I think we kind of hit an epiphany here because, yeah, I know you've gotten a lot of podcasts that are like, why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? And I think that you're you're very quick to be like, I have no regrets. I, I did my thing and that's like how yeah. you feel about it, which is true. And you were very open and honest with how you felt in the moments they were watching and the people you were talking to. But I think it would have been even stronger if we had seen like you struggling and the truth behind that and then how you overcome it. Right. So tune into Summer House next season. I'm just kidding. No, but I think that's why. That's one other reason why I love to do podcasts and mm-hmm. I love to go on other shows because I really, 
um, you know, I had a lot of fear when I was on that. You know, it's like I was taking a yeah. massive leap of faith. Yep. And you don't have control. No. You're not part of any of the creative. You're right. not writing any of it. Right. My final question is what advice would you give to people who are currently going through hell? Um, or how you've kind of feel it. survived hell. Feel it. Because, I mean, literally, we talked about that. Like, you know, when do I have these? I mean, every single every single time I open any social media, there are those people that really adore me. But they're people that hate. They hate really. There's There's something about me that makes them really, really, really hate me. What do you think it is? I think it's just that they're afraid that they're not good enough, that they think that I'm judging them and that they're, and I'm actually not. I'm just like, I'm the saying, I'm not judging you. I'm just saying I won't put up with certain things. Mm -hmm. And that makes people very afraid. At like, and that ignites fear in people. And mm. I've noticed, I mean, people come up to me on the street and they're like, I really, really hate you, but I love you. I'm like, it's okay. It's all right. I'm like, and I talk to them. I'm like, what? So I'm like, what is it? Like, they're like, you are really nice. I'm like, it's fine. Just let's, we can go through this. And I, no, and I was like, whoa. I was like, wow. I was like that. And I think that's one reason why I have longevity is because people are just like, they want me to like them, but I do. Mm -hmm. So people survive their hell, hell by feeling. And what, Except what you just said, like mm -hmm. if I'd articulated or if I had really shown like how much pain I was actually going yeah. through, people would have been like, whoa, that's not cool. And they probably would have seen me in a different way. And that was my fault. Um, but not even your fault. You were being strong in your head. You were being the strongest you could be. Right. Right. And you were you were helping like you don't want to get your kids involved. You no. want to bitch about being a single mom and how you know sees whatever you wanted yeah, to sees ten, sees ten, and she being a little asshole. And she won't go to <laughs> soccer practice. <laughs> She'll put on her belly button. But, like, so it's almost like what you said to feel it and not to feel it, not be afraid to. That's okay to admit that you're struggling sometimes yeah. and to work through it. It is okay. But it's, yeah, when you're in hell, you have to feel it because if you're not feeling it, you're never going to find a solution. If you're mm. constantly just complaining, if, you, if you're having a hard time and just constantly complaining, all you're doing is just like deflecting. You're just putting it to the side. You're like, my life is worse than yours. It's worse. It's worse. It's like, mm -hmm. it's not saying like, oh my God, I've got something really bad going on right now and I need to figure this out. Like, Every problem has a solution. That's not being tough. A strong mental person is mm -hmm. able to recognize an issue and find a solution. A weak mental person just constantly focuses on that actual issue and never finds possibility. That's my that's my point. And I think that if you don't address a problem immediately, I believe that life will repeat that problem in different ways until you learn how to overcome it. Right. Whether it's like kind of guys you're dating or kind of friendships you're having or way you speak to yourself in different ways. Right. So it's true. It's like feel what you're feeling, even though it's scary, even though it's sad. Um, but that's why it's so great to have like a publicist like Lizzie Gruber, not to not to give the, the love to the Liz. <laughs> but like, honestly, like we've known each other for so long. I've literally known her all of my life. Mm -hmm. And I... It's just interesting now to be able to be, work with someone who is so incredible and is able to like manage me and sees like, you know, you're really good at this. You're really good. I've, been, I've spent my life protecting myself yeah. and my kids. And your kids. And now she's like, your kids are all grown up, Kelly. You can do whatever you want. Whatever you want to do, I will support and help you and guide you and give you the framework to do that. And I'm like, whoa. Like, are you sure? Because I'm about to go crazy. I'm about to go crazy. <laughs> Well, I can't wait to it's see. Kiki time. It's Kiki time. Oh, this is your new podcast. <laughs>
Honestly, never knew how Sorry. musical you were. Yeah. Never knew. Yeah, I just did. Yeah, my rendition of Hammer Time. Okay. How? Kelly time. Kelly time. Kiki, Kiki time. <laughs> I can't wait to see what kind of stuff you have going on in the future. Where can people follow you? People can follow me on my Instagram, Kelly Ben Simone. You can always contact me on Twitter, and mm-hmm. I do respond to everybody because it's that's something that I love to do. Oh. Um, Kelly Ben Simone. My fan page on Facebook. Everybody loves that fan page. That's Kelly Caloran Ben Simone. So cool. Um, no, but if you DM me, that's one of the things that like have been really good for me too. Is like if you DM me and you ask me a question, I will respond to you. I mean, if you're going to send me something crazy, I'll be like, no thanks. Yeah. But if you do have a question, I'm always here to help you. And and if you think that there's something that you don't like about me, please tell me because that's I want to be better. Like, yeah. I want you guys to criticize me. I want you to tell me, hey, Kelly, I like this about you. I didn't like that about you. So if it's as long as it's not creepy. Yeah, don't be you creepy. You can DM Kiki. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you definitely follow her. If you guys love this podcast, please share it. Please rate, review, do your thing. Yeah. Um, and thank you for coming to Hell, Kelly. And Thanks, I'll talk Hannah. to you guys later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.